0: Heather McDonald, James O'Keefe, and Sheriff David Clark at Freedom Summit 2018. Get your tickets at freedomsummitchicago.com.
1: Dan and Amy, and uh, I, I, I referenced this before, but I just want to put an exclamation point after it. This is a wonderful piece in the Leftist Daily Beast. Tasha Rain, uh, the porn star teaching frat boys about consent. It's a wonderful porn star with a heart of gold story because, of course, as the D.C. Press Corps and Hollywood know, the best way, the best way to teach men to respect women and women to respect themselves is to elevate porn stars.
2: You know, it's a different take on an old topic, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe this yeah, time she'll get through.
1: Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, of course, it's pretty woman in real life. Course, it is a lot
2: of people pledging this year.
1: Uh, vote for our lives, uh, which is a adjunct of March for Our Lives. This is the Parklands uh, gun banning students' uh, cause celeb, right? Um, so it's,
2: it's, you people, you have got to turn up your radios and pay attention to this ad. The
1: cast for uh, Avengers cut an ad very much in keeping with sort of the Tasha Rain uh, approach to getting to young people.
2: And they also threw in a few Parkland survivors. Yeah, David, David Hogg, Hogg and, uh,
1: and Emma Gonzalez.
2: Yeah, they're in there too. And Here you go. My
1: first time,
2: I was
1: nervous. My first time was in the back of a firehouse.
2: I was in a church.
1: It was amazing. My first time, everybody clapped
0: afterwards. I mean, I, I didn't know how to how to how to do it. Where to put it, you know, where to slide it in. There were so many options. Like, um. <laughs> you never know what it's going to be like when it actually. When you do it.
1: So finally, I just, you know, I just went and I just did it. I voted.
2: My first time with. Oh, they're talking about voting. They I see good, what they
1: did there. My parents.
2: Yeah, but they keep, you know, the left keeps harping. Oh, you have to respect women and we have to end this sexual. Discrimination, I see what they and then they're did. doing a, a ad like that. Aren't That's they very clever. sexual in nature? A lot of sexual innuendos in it. Aren't
1: they clever? I, you know, they're so cool. I would, I'd be willing to suspend my ability to think critically, and uh, and 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 wrap my entire identity uh, around them if they would just let me be part of their crew. Right. Sorry, honey. You don't make enough money. From rock the vote to this. For more on uh, this topic, as well as. Um, Uh, Beach Party Kavanaugh. We're pleased to be joined by Ed Morrissey, who is the senior editor for HotAir.com, columnist for the weekend. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Great to be on with you guys, as always. How about that? uh, The uh, combination of the uh, GOTV effort for young people with the uh, March for Our Lives crew, and then you got uh, Tasha Rain, the porn star, teaching frat boys how to um, uh, acquire consent in a uh, male-female situation.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's classy, you know. It's uh, the, yesterday I, I got an uh, email from some public relations firm about um, a new comic book that just came out that has Stormy Daniels as the as the hero, um, you know, with the dramatic uh, heroic pose on the cover. And I mean, it was I actually downloaded it just because I thought this can't be they can't be serious about this. And unfortunately, they were very serious about it.
1: If you oppose Trump, then that's your first step towards heroism.
2: Apparently, um, last night President Trump. I, I think he stepped in it when he called out Christine Blasey Ford and talked about she had one beer and he was. And I felt that he was mocking her in a way. What kind of ramifications are this going to have, especially when it goes to the Senate floor for a vote?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, this is really impolitic. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, I mean, certainly, you can make an argument about um, uh, Ford's credibility in that testimony, but. I mean, he's clearly making fun of it, too, and, and then you can do that. There's, you know, there's no law against it, but I, I think it's an unwise move at a point in time where you're trying to hold together three very, um, very tricky votes in the Republican caucus for uh, Kavanaugh, and it's three people who, A, don't really like Trump all that much, and B, are extremely sensitive to the idea of attacking uh, someone who's alleging that they are a victim of sexual assault, and, um, I mean, certainly it may come out that Trump is entirely correct about this, but um, it just – it doesn't look good. And, and I think that, you know, in politics, appearances do matter. And it's better, I think, for Trump to have stuck to the line that he'd been sticking to in public, which is that, you know, I'm, uh, I want the Senate to do its job. I want it to have whatever resources it needs to have to get it done. I just want it to get it done quickly and have them make a decision. And other than that, I'm not going to comment. And um, – and so um, that type of thing uh, really doesn't help. I mean, it just really obstructs the
1: process yeah. of, of getting there. Uh, I, I want to talk about uh, Jeff Flake. Is there anybody in the Senate Republican Caucus under the age of 85 who could take this guy into the Senate cloakroom and straighten him out? If you know what I mean? I mean, he's <laughs> he is he is he is uh, he's just intolerable to listen to all week while he you know gets squired around to uh, all the cool places to hang out with Chris Coons and all of his D.C. press corps friends, It, it and now he's making the temperament argument? Uh, I mean, honestly, this is so absurd. I would rather cast my lot with red state Democrats in terms of getting to 50 votes than worrying about uh, what Jeff Flake's latest gambit is going to be.
0: Yeah, the problem with that, though, of course, is that you're not going to get any red state Democrats to come along unless you get Fifty votes out of the Republicans, mm-hmm. and so you can lose Jeff Flake, but then you can't lose Collins or Murkowski. Uh, if you don't get any of those three, you're not going to find two red state Democrats to cross the aisle in order to, to get to 50 votes so that Mike Pence can guess the tie breaking vote. It's
1: just not going to happen. What do you think about and, what so, do you, What do you think about Graham's idea that if uh, go ahead voted if we've come up a vote or two short, then uh, make the November sixth election a referendum on this and red state uh, Democrats like Manchin and Hyde Camp. And Kaskel and others are going to be toast, and renominate him after that.
0: I don't think you renominate somebody who's already been uh, shot down in by a Senate, by a floor vote in the Senate. I think first off, if I was Brett Kavanaugh, I'd absolutely refuse to do it. I mean, why would you go through that all over again? He's got a he's he's got a job on the appellate court. Um, there's no reason to go through all of that all over again. Um, they would move on to a different candidate. I, you know, Lindsey Graham is is making a. Um, a provocative argument there, but it's I, Kavanaugh certainly wouldn't go through with it, and I don't think Trump would either. I think they would, they would wisely move on to Amy Coney Barrett and demand that all the people who didn't vote for Kavanaugh because he's supposedly a, you know, a, and he's got toxic masculinity, uh, therefore fall in line behind Amy Coney Barrett.
1: Oh well, yeah, but she's got tax, toxic Catholic Catholicity. She's uh she's going to be uh characterized as a theocrat who's going to you know, uh, impose a national religion. You can guarantee that. Oh, of
0: course. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, they, they casted her that way in, in, uh, in her uh, confirmation hearing to the appellate court. Mm-hmm. You know, this was the dogma lives loudly within you moment from Dianne Feinstein that uh, blew up in their faces a bit. Well, but, I mean, that's what they're going to wind up doing. They're going to end up going to Amy Coney Barrett. And um, it, that's, that's the real shove-it-down-your-throat move. Because they could go to mm-hmm. Thomas Hardiman, who was also a shortlister, who is apparently a little bit more popular um, among senators, but um, Trump being who he is, he would pick Barrett just to shove it back down their throats and well, say, you know, I dare you to do this again, because if you do, it's going to be very, very
2: apparent what what you're up to. Well, it isn't over yet for Brett Kavanaugh, so that's good. No. But why in the world, and I know, Dan, I asked him this question earlier, why isn't the FBI sitting down with Christine Ford and talking to her?
0: I think mean, that's a good question. I, you know, I, I think that... Um, I think that you can argue, and I think the White House argued that she gave her sworn testimony in front of the Senate. You know, so she was questioned at length by um, Rachel Mitchell, and um, and so the FBI can just simply work off of that. I mean, this is not an investigation; this is a background check, um, and that's something that people seem to be forgetting is that. All they're really doing is collecting witness statements and then providing them to the Senate Judiciary Committee. This is the reason why Chuck Grassley was saying an, F- an FBI probe is not a deus ex machina. This is yeah. it, it, it Basically, the Senate Judiciary is capable of doing exactly what the FBI is doing right now.
1: But the, 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 the only difference now, though, is in terms of the FBI uh, questioning Ms. Ford is you have a rebuttal witness in her ex boyfriend statement.
0: Yes, and that's true. So, you know, with this statement, which apparently just came in yesterday, the FBI might want to go back and and ask her about that to find out what her responses to that are. This is the reason why I was a little surprised to see that Dr. Ford's attorneys were insisting that the
1: FBI
0: interrogate her because – or take her statement, I guess is a better way of putting it. It's because I don't see any upside for her in that. They're going to start asking about some of the contradictions that came up in the testimony, and uh, I don't think that that's a – I don't think that that's very helpful to Dr. Ford. I don't see how she's going to help herself by trying to elaborate on a story that's already been changing in some of the details yeah I so agree. we've yeah, had I some bizarre.
2: you know we call this ex-boyfriend day today because <laughs> the revenge, all of the the exes. revenge of the yeah. exes what did you think of Swetnick's ex-boyfriend and the allegations that he made and he actually has a had a restraining order against her
0: there's two ex-boyfriends right yeah. the, the, oh, yeah. the ex-boyfriend in florida that had the restraining order and then the other one which was really kind of um, sad i mean uh, Here's the thing about that. Plus, uh, Dr. Ford's ex-boyfriend's letter. We really haven't corroborated these things. They're, they're under they're under oath. But then, so, so it was Julie Swetnick's uh, affidavit, right? I mean, and it was ridiculous. It was self-contradictory right from the beginning. We haven't really corroborated any of this stuff, and I think we should be careful about proceeding down these, down these paths without um, having to make sure that we've got corroboration. But that's a lesson that we should have been applying all along, including to Dr. Ford and to Deborah Ramirez and all the rest of the people who were coming out of the woodwork to make wild allegations without any evidence whatsoever.
1: He is Ed Morrissey, senior editor for HotAir.com and a columnist for the week. Ed, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks.
2: And he joined us on our Turnkey Pro.